The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. The Department of Transport in Ireland has underspent the capital budget it has by nearly $100 million in the first quarter of 2023. Uh, just 8% of its budget was spent. Uh, you'd expect in the first quarter that perhaps close to 25% would have been spent. However, the officials in the department say they're confident that the department will spend its full 2.6 billion euro by the end of the year. And now we are joined by Brian Caulfield, Professor in Transportation in the School of Engineering at Trinity College in Dublin, and by Independent GD for Kerry, Michael Healy-Ray. Good morning and welcome to you both. Uh, Brian, we'll go to you first. Uh, The reasons for the underspend, is it just that it takes a while in uh, this economy of ours to get cranked up after Christmas? Is that the excuse? I don't think it can be an excuse, Pat, to be honest. Um, like the, A lot of these projects have been on the books for decades, some of them, um, and we do need to, as you say, get cranked up a lot quicker. Um, I don't think a post-Christmas lull is an excuse enough. And as you just said there in the intro, an 8% spend in a quarter of the year, it, it doesn't seem to tell you, unless there's a massive spending boost that's about to happen before Christmas, um, it just seems a little bit odd. Now, just to understand this, if they have a budget for $2.6 billion, uh, that would be, uh, if you like, based on what they ask for. You know, there's, we're going to do this project and that project and the other project. These are the estimated costs. Therefore, we need $2.6 billion. It's not just throwing two point six at them and say, spend that if you can. I would hope not, Pat. I would hope they're a little bit more um, careful with our money than that. Um, but yeah, they would have had these plans. All of the projects have to go through business um, case approval. Uh, but I think what where, where the rubber is meeting the road here is to get people to do the projects, to get the qualified staff, to get the engineers, the planners, all of those people in place. Uh, we seem to have uh, lost Brian. We'll come back to Brian. Michael Healy-Ray, good morning. Yes, Pat, how are you? I'm very well. Now, what is your reaction to this underspend? I mean, in the kingdom itself, uh, do you see projects that might have been started uh, if that money was available? Well, I'll give you an example, a prime example. As you know, Killarney is the tourism capital of the Western world. And we desperately need uh, a relief road, a bypass road, which would be bypassing Farron 4 and helping relieve the town of Killarney from the massive, massive pressure that is under with traffic. Mm-hmm. Now, four preferred corridor routes were identified, but they haven't yet come up with the preferred route because, quite simply, they're not ready to, they don't have the money, they're not ready to go, uh, we'll say, to Tinder with the project. So, what that means is that all of those four routes. All that land now is effectively sterilised. So if a farmer wants to put up a shed or a young person wants to build a house, they're told, well, you can't because this is one of the preferred routes. So we've an awful lot of hundreds and hundreds of thousands of acres, actually, which are what you'd call sterilised. Our local authority is very anxious for this project to go ahead. I know our CEO, all the county councillors, myself as as a TD for the county, we want that project to go ahead. And here then at the same time, we hear of Minister Ryan's department uh, not spending the money that we have on roads. If you take the Banan Road, which a road you know very well, going from Khmer through Banan up into Glengariff, that road is in atrocious condition. We need a lot of money for those type of projects. If you're a person living at the end of a bad road in County Kerry or up in any part of the country today in a rural area and you're travelling over potholes, you're thinking to yourself today you're going to say a prayer or two for Eamon Ryan because... If anybody else was the Minister for Finance, or sorry, the Minister for Roads and Transportation, they'd spend the money. But the Minister, and I hate, as you know, being critical of a person when they're not there, but I've said it to his face, so I'll say it now. 
He's the only minister that I know that's in charge of building roads that doesn't like building roads. If this was a cycleway or a walkway, he'd want the money to be spent right away. But when it's got anything to do with cars and transportation, he thinks that we're all able to go everywhere walking or on a bicycle. Well, that's not the real world. That's not the working world. That's not what where Ireland is at. We need to improve our roads. We need to improve our accessibility. Take, for instance, we need a bypass of Adair. Uh, we have an awful lot of projects. I can tell you one thing. If I had my hands in that money, I'd have it spent today before tomorrow. We've excellent local authorities throughout the country. We've excellent contractors in the private world and everywhere that would gladly take this money this and put it to good use, Pat. Yeah, and the other thing is where you have uh, traffic congestion, while we're still uh, pretty dependent on the internal combustion engine and the burning of carbon, um, as traffic crawls its way along, you're getting more emissions than needed if you had smooth bypasses uh, where traffic didn't have to uh, stop and, you know, could run at an efficient rate, your emissions would be lower, that's for sure. Brian Caulfield is uh, back. Now, the the money, Brian, that might be spent, for example, you heard Michael uh, saying that if it were a greenway or a cycleway, the money would be spent. Is that the reality? I don't think so necessarily, to be honest. Um, we, we see delays in greenways and cycleways and public transport projects across the country. I, I think the delays are equally spread out between private and public transport. Um, I would agree with the, with, with the deputy that perhaps, yes, the minister would be much, he'd be much more disposed to spending money on cycleways and public transport. But the delays are everywhere. And it's not only, you know, in transport, it's in every other sector, housing, energy projects, it's everywhere. Is it your view then that we simply do not have the capacity in our construction sector to deliver these projects and that might be what is stalling the Department of Transport but perhaps other departments too? I'd say it's equally that path but also planning. Um, So with my hat on as as Head of Civil Engineering in Trinity, I know that we're across Dublin, across the three universities in Dublin that produce civil engineers, we'll probably only produce a little bit more than 100 this year whereas 10 years ago it would have been triple that. So there is a lack of talent there to, to, to deliver these projects. And why was that, Brian? Part- Brian? Why did the recruitment fall for students of engineering? Because, you know, generally reasonably high points courses, generally in demand by people with an aptitude for mathematics. It's a free choice. And most of the universities, when they get in and do first year general engineering or second year in the case of Trinity, and then they get to choose between the different alternatives. Um, Perhaps it's the industry maybe not paying graduates enough. That that's the reason why we have a lack of um, of, of civil engineers coming out. But it's so you're it's producing lots engineers. of engineers, but they're going into you know chemical engineering, mechanical engineering, electrical engineering, maybe into data centres, all that sort of stuff, rather than going into civil, computer and bio as well. Yep, that that that, that seems to be the case, and it seems to be a trend that we've seen for for a number of years now. Now, in terms of the planning, now we're not talking about uh, the planning of houses because we know what uh, problems there have been there with onboard planola. They're trying to put them right uh, and we haven't got to the bottom of some of those problems yet. But in terms of road infrastructure, I mean, there are compulsory purchase uh, options available to local authorities and indeed to uh, the the government generally to get these things uh, moving fairly fast. What is sluggish about the planning of a road? I, I suppose it's the volume of planning that's going through the same authority that's, that, that's slowing it down. We're very good in this country at building roads. We build all of our motorways, you know, most of them ahead of time and some of them under budget. Um, 
it's it's the volume of work that needs to be done. It's the civil contractors that are required for, say, the children's hospital and for a road and for a light rail project. I think that's the thing that, that, that that's slowing it down. But when when there's anything to do with the road that needs to be upgraded for safety reasons, that has to be prioritised uh, because we do have road safety issues in this country. Mm. Uh, so, so Michael, uh, there may not be the capacity. You said there's a lot of capacity in your area for uh, civil engineering works and construction works, yet everything has got to be engineered properly. No point in uh, throwing good money after bad if the project isn't designed properly. So yes. you, uh, what, what to you do? Make a very, you make a very valid point, but I have to stand up for our local authority. You can't spend money on any project unless the, the, the research work and the groundwork is done. And I really believe, and I have great faith in our engineers in Kerry County Council, and I'll give you an example. There's a, a fund called the Local Improvement Scheme Fund. And every year, every local authority in the country gets money. And if they spend that money quickly enough, they can actually seek additional funding. Now, some local authorities aren't as proactive as others. I know that in Kerry, every time we get money, for example, for local improvement schemes, these are the final roads go up into people's houses. And uh, we always spend that money as quickly as possible. Our engineers, our, our people on the ground, they have the work done and ready and uh, they have the roads lined up, in other words. And we can then seek a second round of funding. And I know that in Kerry, as fast ever as they'd give us money, we'd spend it and we would put it to good use. And that's why it's so annoying. And it's no more than housing. You saw a billion euros of an underspend last year in housing. And at the same time, everybody's shouting inside in the doll about housing. And they're not able to spend the money. I mean, people really need to get real. And at the end of the day... The book stops with whatever minister's name is over the door of a department. And at present, it's Eamon Ryan. And if Eamon Ryan taught more about the things he should be thinking about, and that's the here and now, that's the budget that he's over, that's the department that he's the boss of. And if there's 100 million euros of an underspend, to be honest, that falls back on his lap. And it's a reflection on him, his work, and he should be doing more to spend the money so that he could actually go seeking further money from government because God knows they're going to have enough of it over the next number of years. And this is a bad way they're starting out. If they can't spend it on housing, if they can't spend it on roads, what are they capable of doing? Because if they're not able to do it, they should let somebody in charge of it that will spend it. All right. Well, Michael, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Michael Healy Ray, Independent TD for uh, Kerry. Uh, WhatsApp uh, message here. 100 million not spent, and the government have the neck to give the go ahead to increase tolls. It doesn't make sense. Uh, this one, probably a good idea. A simple, inexpensive, well, not so inexpensive when you think of the extent of it, but anyway, I'll carry on. A simple, inexpensive but necessary project is to ensure that all rural roads have proper road markings. Rural roads near me have no or poor markings for years and years, is anyone responsible for regularly reviewing and ensuring that these are maintained? And that's a good idea if you have spare cash, start doing it. Uh, please bring up the Cork-Limerick Road. It's now the worst road in the country. Forget about Glengariff uh, with respect to Michael Healy Ray. Um, Brian Caulfield is still listening in. Brian, uh, you wanted to also remark on airport car parking at Dublin. 
I did, Pat. Um, it, it, it was an idea, and you probably would remember it. Um, it, it. I think it stopped maybe 20 years ago, but about 20 years ago, we did have a bus service that went from Hoth Junction, um, and it serviced the airport. The buses ran every 15 minutes um, um, to and from um, Hoth Junction into Terminal 1. Um, it delivered a lot of passengers to the airport. It was stopped running, I think, because of, of a lack of demand, and I don't think it's ever been really looked at again. Um, but that is one solution. It's a solution in the here and now that we could we could definitely deliver to alleviate some of the congestion, I think, that's happening around the airport. Yeah. And the arguments against that are that people would love to have uh, public transport directly into the airport. But the idea, if you're carrying any kind of luggage and so on, that you get a, a dart, which is fine to Hoth Junction, and then you have to get off the dart and then hike with your bags and onto a bus. And you know the way buses are organised, you can't necessarily uh, put your bags uh, you know, in a, a convenient place, they have to open up the luggage um, trunk underneath the bus and all of that kind of thing. It's just tedious. It's not efficient. It, it, it wouldn't be efficient with that type of coach, but the types of coaches that they used um, back in the day were the types of coaches that would ferry people to and from the, the blue car park and the red car park. So something similar to that, that would just get people from, from Ho Junction um, uh, to the airport and into both terminals it would be i suppose a little bit longer than getting to and from the, the long-term airport but it would be a way to alleviate some of the congestion that's happening out there at the yeah. moment because it's one thing to be standing strap hanging with your bag at your feet uh, on an airport bus that's only going from an aircraft to the terminal it's a, another thing braving the uh, city traffic uh, on a more significant journey from Hoth Junction to the airport. Anyway, it's an idea worth playing with. Brian, thank you very much for joining us. Brian Caulfield, Professor in Transportation at the School of Engineering at Trinity College in Dublin. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.